Good evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Wednesday, September 6, 2017. We've got a wonderful show for you this evening. Great guest, Sandy Weiner, the founder of Last First Date. She's going to come out in a few minutes and uh, uh, talk to us about uh, how to find that partner, how to, how to really create a relationship, particularly for the ladies who are over 40. So it's a subject that's near, that's near and dear to my heart and I think it's uh, something that really needs to be addressed because, you know, the way the world works and the way the statistics are, the older the men and women get, the single men and women get, the fewer and fewer over time, over the decades, the uh, uh, percentage of available men keeps falling back, falling back, falling back. And there's a lot of ladies and less and less men. So we need to do something about that because here in New York City, at least, there's so many great women. And uh, they're so on it. And there's a lot of guys, guys who are married, guys who are gay, guys who are just not good partners. And it's really tough for the ladies. And I have a lot of empathy for them. So we're going to bring her out in a few minutes. I want to start out the show talking about um, just prioritizing things. I have, uh, I have been under the weather. And normally I wouldn't mention this, but it really has made me see things in a different way about Three weeks ago, it would be three weeks this Saturday, I was out for one of my long runs, and I did eight and a half miles, and, uh, and I'm a boomer, so that's pretty good. I've run three marathons. I do at least one long run a week, and I just was finishing up, and I was ready to head down to the beach. I was on the boardwalk and jump in the ocean and cool off and do some stretching, and I tripped on a board, on the boardwalk, something sticking up or whatever. And, you know, when you go, when you trip, I I saw myself falling. I knew I couldn't stop myself. And this was after running for an hour and 20 minutes. And I went flying. I cut up my elbow, my hand, sliced off a piece of my finger, whatever. I laid on the ground. People were very nice around me. I just needed some peace and quiet. I walked to the ocean. I took a took a swim and then I went back home and then my health started to fall apart for the last almost three weeks. Now I have picked up some type of respiratory bacteria, whatever coughing uncontrollably expectorating uh, things moving around, trouble sleeping fever on and off waking up, sweating in bed. And I figured, okay, well, it's something you just work yourself through. And I thought I had beat it because the fever broke about three days ago for good. And then all of a sudden, bang, came back. And now I have massive, massive headaches. And I don't get ma- migraines. I've never had migraines. But whatever it is, the good news is it needs, I think it's bacterial because uh, when it's viral, other people can get sick and none of my family members have picked anything up. And uh so I decided, even though I follow a holistic approach in a lot of ways, I do know that there needs to be a balance between Western and Eastern medicine, uh, preventive and treatment. And every once in a while, you don't like to take those antibiotics, whatever, but sometimes your body has trouble knocking something out. And, you know, people only lived to 35, 100 years ago for a reason. So I am heading to the doctor in the next day or so, and uh, I'm going to lick this thing. So I actually considered I was in such discomfort uh, canceling the show this evening, but I have such respect for Sandy and her work that I wanted to do it. I'm going to do the best I can, and she's a fantastic guest, so uh, we should have some fun. So it's also allowed me having this to prioritize what's important because you know what? 
and I had been so healthy and feeling so great for so long. When you get sick, nothing else matters. Nothing. So appreciate your good health. Be thankful. Say thank you every day because it's a gift. And when you're not healthy, nothing else matters. And uh, it's just something we should know. And live a clean, healthy lifestyle if you can. Do your best to follow a plant-based. Avoid as much as you can sugar, dairy, alcohol, meat, fried foods. It sounds like a lot. But, you know, once you do it, you forget all about it. And I've been doing it. And I still got sick. Uh, I thought I was going through a detox and I picked this up and I figured, well, that's just a symptom of detoxing. Maybe it is, but because sometimes when you detox, your immune system falls down and uh, then you pick up a bug or whatever, but usually you just shake right through it. This time uh, I'm wrestling. I'm not giving up by any means, but I'm wrestling with it. So, but it's, 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 it's reminded me of the fragility of, uh, you know, human life and, uh, and the precious the precious aspect of our health and how we really need to be appreciative of each and every day, but we do have good health for us and our loved ones. So this is guys, guys radio, the place where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. And I'm here because I want to be at my best this evening uh, and be, have the show go on. So here I am. What's happening out there. Uh, well, we've got some nasty hurricanes. We had Houston and uh, I know there's a uh, package to help uh, with the cleanup, it's $8 billion. I'm reading like the cleanup could cost over time between 100 and $180 billion, which is massive. And then now we've got Hurricane Irma, which is looks like it's worse, uh, Category 5, barreling across the Leeward Islands, heading right towards uh, Cuba, Miami, Tampa. I'm going to go right through Florida. It's like, wow, it's going to be nasty. They already uh, canceled some football games this weekend. And, you know, you got to wonder, where is this weather? It's so intense. Where is it coming from? Is it cyclical or what? I don't know, but it's here. And uh, another thing to thank you, Lucky, lucky Stars, if you uh, avoid the hurricane and have empathy for those who are dealing with these uh, dramas. It's un- unbelievable. I'm not going to get into our, how our presence handled this and all of that. He is who he is, and uh, that's going to, not going to make a difference. So uh, <clears throat> that being said, last night I managed to push myself out from my annual fantasy football uh, draft, and I had been feeling pretty good. I took, uh, took an over-the-counter uh, pain reliever, which I rarely do. So when I take – if I take a – you know, and I uh, – if I take a – uh, Tylenol or, or Excedrin or something like that. It really works because I rarely take it. So anyhow, I showed up. I didn't drink. Everybody else got smashed. We had a great time. But you know what? I took the subway home. By the time I got home, I was feeling awful. I had a rough night. Today was brutal. Uh, I took my son uh, late in the day, very recently, to uh, swim class. And uh, it was so bad for me because it was like a sauna. And it just made my head want to explode. But anyhow, I'll stop whining now. Uh, so we're in that time of year, September, where things seem to change on a dime. I remember September 1st, just a couple of days ago, bang, the temperature dropped about 10 degrees. Winds picked up from the north. Uh, but, you know, then we get some hot days after that, like yesterday. Uh, so it's kind of up and down, and you got to appreciate the warm days that you get. And uh, you just deal with the other days because... That's that. If you get a chance to go to the beach and all that, September's a great month. And I've done my uh, guys, guys guide 
for this podcast, and hopefully I'll be able to get to it about how to how to really turn the corner and get into September. So let's see if we can do that. So first, let's uh, talk about my guest, uh, Sandy Weiner. Um, but you know what? First, let's take a quick break, and then we'll just bring it right out because I want to get I want to get to the show. So hang in there. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Here we are, Guys Guys Radio. Uh, Sandy Weiner, uh, as I mentioned, she's the founder of Last First Date. She's a wonderful uh, lady, very sharp, and she's a relationship expert. Um, her advice uh, has helped people make sense of the dating in the 21st century, which gets trickier and trickier and trickier between technology and uh, you know how everybody just seems to be disposable and everybody's cushioning and doing this and doing that and not taking things seriously. And it makes it really tough to find a partner. You've got to really know what you want. Uh, but Sandy's an expert. She's been doing this for a while. There's a lot of these relationship experts out there, but Sandy has got cred. She's helped thousands of people and uh, her website is last first date. Uh, blog. Uh, as a guest on her show, I really enjoyed it. She's a great interviewer and a really lovely person. So without further ado, let's bring out our special guest, Sandy Weiner of Last First Date. Good evening, Sandy. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Robert? Uh, hanging in there. Hanging in there. I'm delighted that you're on the show, and uh, I'll do the best I can, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, in true fantasy football style, I'm going to lateral the ball over to you, and you can carry the ball for the show because uh, – uh, I'm struggling here. So uh, let, I don't know if you've ever had a migraine. I've never had one, but I think that's what I got. And my God, I have such empathy for people who get them because it's brutal. Absolutely brutal. So anyhow, well, uh, I have to say, I, first of all, I don't have migraines, but I love, I love your mindset. And I, I said this to you when, when I was interviewing you that you take any situation and you're able to, Turn it around. Have gratitude for what for what other people suffer. The fact that you do have health most of the time. You're always able to look at the silver lining, and it's it's a wonderful trait that you have. So I'm sure that you'll get through this challenge. Boy, you really got knocked up, and well, not not knocked up. That's probably not a good <laughs> word to say. That might be next. Who but, knows? <laughs> knocked out. Knocked around. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I hope you feel better. So I'm happy oh, to you. talk as much as you want so you can save your love. voice and, and your head and everything else. But ask away, and I'll, I'll pontificate. Okay. Let's, give you, uh, let's give you the platform. And what I'd like to, uh, for our listeners to talk about. Now, Guys Guys Radio is a place where men and women can be at the best. Everyone wins. Better men, better world. We're here for the ladies. We're here for guys. And uh, we want men to be the best they could possibly be. So I love getting uh, a relationship expert, female relationship expert point of view, because men like make a lot of mistakes and a lot of them are good intended as well as women. Uh, good intentions make mistakes. And sometimes there's a, a chasm between the two in terms of communication. And sometimes the chasm grows wider and wider. So I would love your perspective on, uh, first of all, what inspired you to become uh, such a dynamic player in a relationship? And also, what do you see right now in terms of the dating landscape, 2017, and is it different from like five years ago? That's a lot of questions. Um, okay, so let me start with what, what made me become a dating coach. Um, epic failure probably would be uh, – 
would be the answer. So I was a child of divorce. I grew up in a contentious home with a lot of shouting and yelling and and ineffective communication. I didn't see didn't see a great role model for love as most people most people mm-hmm. don't. And you know, in spite of it, I was pretty resilient. I thought I was doing really well. I dated a lot and when I was in my late 20s, I, I was like, I, I thought I'd never get married. I, I fell in love with a guy who didn't love me back, and it was so dis- it was just so heartbreaking. And I, I shut my heart down at that point and said, I'm just going to play it safe. Um, I'm just going gonna, gonna to marry somebody who's going to keep me safe, and he's going to be a good husband. He ticked off all the little check marks on all the things mm-hmm. that a, a good father and husband should be. And it turned out to be... Um, not a good marriage at all because I made the decision pretty much solely with my head and not my heart. And it's really important to balance both, which the resilient woman that I am, I stayed 23 years and, you know, tried to make it work against all odds. And Mm -hmm. when I got out of my marriage, I was really trying to reclaim all the parts of me that were lost. And because I lost a lot trying to keep the peace in a, in a marriage that wasn't good. And, one of those parts had been something related to psychology, uh, something that I was always good at but never got a degree in, and I decided to go back to school because I wanted to make a bigger difference in the world. I had been an artist my whole life and really? made my living doing art in many different different ways. I painted people's furniture in whimsical ways. I created ceramics and sold it. I made Judaic art. I, I did a lot of different things. Fantastic. And Fantastic. I uh it was fun. It was a fun career but it but it wasn't fulfilling enough for me. I still felt something was missing and I think we're all looking for that elusive missing piece. I was also married to a comedian by the way. Wow. Who was uh, quite quite famous. He was on Saturday Saturday Night Live for a bit. Uh we had a children's television show on Nickelodeon for a while. And I was his head writer. I I did a lot of really cool things. I did art for him. He was a puppeteer also. Yeah, it was it, it was fun. But like here's an example of what wasn't fulfilling for me, even though it was a fun, exciting life on some level. At the end of our T V show he said, You must be so happy. You you know, you you're famous. Like you you were on T V like your dream come true and I said actually it's your dream come true it's like it was fun but it yep. really was never my dream and that's that's an important thing that we all need to mm-hmm. consider like what is it that makes your heart sing and so I I ended up going to become certified as a life coach and um, after I did it for a couple of years I was kind of organically helping my friends date better because they were making a complete mess of it and um, I realized that my coaching training really made me better at setting goals, being more self-expressive, being more clear with who I was, what I wanted. I had more confidence. And I was a better dater when I was finally ready to date. And I, I didn't even know this was a career, honestly. I just was helping people write their profiles and mm-hmm. and like understand men because they were totally misinterpreting men and you know men would be so blatantly clear you know i'm i'm emotionally damaged i am not at all available for a relationship right now but you're really hot and i want to sleep with you and the woman would go what do you think he meant (laughs) 
I'm like, he told you what he meant. Don't interpret that. This is exactly what he meant. So it, it was just kind of I was doing that for a while, and then I realized that this is something I love, and I can actually make a difference because so many of us struggle in this area, and and there's and there's so many levels to it. And I I go very deep with my clients. I I really. I really like to connect the dots. I have a very analytical brain, so I really like to look back at childhood and see where all of these relationship issues started mm-hmm. and why yep. we keep picking the same partner with a different face and so it's you know it's been an amazing ride i I've had some incredible opportunities writing for big publications and doing a tedx talk and and you know speaking on summits yep. and it's it's uh I was a person who hid a lot, and so this has been a major coming out for me. Good. Um, just really coming out of hiding and, and owning my own value, which is what my major focus is for women, to own their value. Great. Um, so uh, during that time frame, what uh, have you, if you can boil it down, and I know it's more complicated than that, but for our listeners, maybe we can simplify it. What do you think that because you mentioned something about, you know, guys, very obviously, this man that you mentioned, he doesn't want a relationship. He just wants to kind of uh, rumple sheets with somebody for a while. What mm-hmm. do you think women want and what do you think guys want? And can men and women coexist or are, are they on parallel paths that are not really symbiotic? I think we all want the same thing. I think we go about it differently. So I I run a a Facebook group with about 2,000 women in it, and I started pulling posts that were negative because it's so easy to to take an example of somebody who's a poorly behaved man who's, you know, saying something that's obnoxious or totally sexual, and that's not what the woman wants. And and when you display something like that in a group, and then all the women go, "Ah, oh, men are jerks. Men are total assholes." Like, am I allowed to say that mm-hmm. on the air? I don't know. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, and I, I want women to understand that men are people too. We are all humans, and we are all looking for love and connection. Some of us are more damaged than others. And if you focus on the negative, then that's what you're going to see. You're going to see lots of people who are dysfunctional. You're going to see all the cheaters and the losers and the liars and the, you know, married people who are on dating sites because that's your major focus. But but there are for every for every person like that, there's somebody who sincerely wants a relationship, and and not everybody is on the same page, and that's fine. Um, I think what happens is, uh, here's an example where women often get it wrong in dating, is that they'll lead with their accomplishments. So they'll go on a date, and I I saw this Mm -hmm. on my Facebook page the other day. A woman was posting that a man was commenting on her talking about something business-oriented, because that's probably what the whole conversation was, their first conversation on the phone. And then he mentioned, I, I want to know if you're a good kisser. So that's all she could focus on. What a jerk. Yeah. All he cares about is sex. No, he probably cares to know whether you're actually, you know, flirty and feminine and not exactly. just a colleague. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is where a lot of women just, they, they don't know how to loosen up and, and get playful. And 
um, and and compliment a man in in the ways that men don't don't have. So so, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but from my understanding of it, the general, we're talking in general terms, that men, okay. um, they're not as emotionally fluent in general as women are. They they don't Agreed. have the same emotional literacy, right? So, agree. Women women who share emotion. Not like drama emotion, but who can share from their passions and their emotional life and can talk about sensuality and bring that side to dating they're gonna they're gonna melt the hearts of men who don't have that in their daily life and mm-hmm. I think that we we tend to connect more as friends. There's so many guards up, and this is something I speak about all the time i that's what I did my TED talk on is guarding your heart. You come in because you've been hurt and your guards are up and it is not fun to try to break that wall down. And especially at this age, we're, we're just like tired. You know, I, I personally, I don't, I don't want to have to work that hard to, to try and get to somebody. You know, we're, we're making quick connections, um, mm-hmm. especially if you're dating online. And you've got to bring your best self. You've got to bring your emotional self. You've got to bring... Your yourself that's been actualized, you know that that you're not sitting here blaming and bringing X stories to a date, but but bring bring the good stuff. Bring prepare, you know, prepare mm-hmm. before a date. Bring some stories. Like you wouldn't go on a job interview and not prepare for some questions that you're going to get asked. Exactly. But yet, this is what happens in dating all the time. They get asked the same questions over and over. Like, how's online dating working for you? That's a right. horrible question, <laughs> know, but it's going to be asked, yeah. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so does nothing. So if you right. answer it, right, well, so, but you could answer it in a number of ways. And one way is to say, oh, God, it sucks. And I've had horrible date after horrible date. And can let me tell you about this really awful first date I had. You're not going to believe what happened. This guy, did, and then it's like, you know, I'm going to beat you and top that story. And now you're just all negative talking about terrible things that happen. And mm-hmm. you walk away thinking, we had a great conversation. I wonder why that person didn't call me back. <laughs> it's like, you really didn't share any of you. You shared some negative stuff. So uh, another a, way to answer that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so I, I teach my clients to come prepared with answers like, you know, I'm enjoying online dating. I get to meet really interesting people like you, (laughs) you know, like exactly. keep it short, keep it sweet, Uh, you know, what do you you like about it? Right. Let me me ask you about uh, something that as a guy uh, in my single days, and I actually met my wife uh, on match.com. She went on for three days, for a three-day free trial. I was the only person she met. We went out, and wow. now we're married for seven years. So it can happen, folks. Huh. It's, a, it's a good story. It's a great and story. I'm glad, and yeah. I'm glad I'm waited. But you know what the key was? And I think I mentioned this on your show, so I'll just touch on it. I had to make sure that I was ready for a relationship. I had to make room in my heart for somebody else. And what I found when I was uh, doing a lot of online dates, and after a while you start to it gets, you start depersonalizing the whole uh the whole experience. And part of it, I think, from the guy's perspective is they feel like they're being judged. I'm sure women get the same, have the same vibe. But for a lot of men, they feel like the woman's just sizing them up and judging them. How much does money does he make? What type of car does he drive? Does he own his condo? 
all the stuff in it, I feel you're either going to get the guys who love to brag about it, or you're going to get a lot of other guys who are like, I don't really want to talk about my stuff. I just want to get to mm-hmm. know somebody. What, what's your take on that? Am I wrong, or is this something that you uh, have experienced with some of the ladies? Because a lot of them have these lists, too. You know about the lists, of course. Oh, the lists, yes. Well, we can talk about the lists in a minute. The, I totally agree with you. I think it's unintentional, and it's really that women's one, number one need is safety. Mm-hmm. And they need emotional safety. This is why we, you know, shut our hearts down because we think it's going to protect us, but it also keeps us from love. And it's that, you know, you have to take risks. And so if, you've, if you're coming in with your arms crossed, with a big wall up, and, it, you know, you're like going, yeah, uh, let's see if you can get through this wall. You know, let's see if you can pass this test. And, and it is. It's a bunch of tests. Most people are unconscious about it, and this is something that I bring up um, when I first start working with a client because, you know, sometimes, not sometimes, you've had some bad experiences, so you're bringing bringing all your past dates to your present date. And I like to see each date as a clean slate and stop making assumptions, get really curious about the person, Ask questions that are not an interrogation but are playful and fun. And, you know, you want to connect in a way that shows somebody's values without interrogating them. So you mm-hmm. can ask questions about their childhood and their family life and and um, their best vacation. And one of my secret words that I learned from my friend Bobby Palmer, who's also a dating coach, is mm-hmm. the word because. I like it because. The word because shows a person what's in your heart. It's your yep. values. Um, yep. So you, if you just said, I went here, I did this, my job is this, who cares? That's a bunch of, that, that, that's a list. Right. You know, exactly. so when you come, right, just so you're telling people, I'm a lawyer. I, I, okay. <laughs> um, right. So what I really want to know is, what makes you, what do you love about your job? Like, what's, exactly. what's your favorite thing? Or what are you working on right mm-hmm. now that you are mm-hmm. actually excited about? It doesn't even have to be work. It could be yep. your volunteer work, you know, um, stuff like that. But I think it really is to stay safe. They don't want to get hurt again, and they don't realize the wall that they're putting up. And and people need to just talk more. They need to talk from their heart. And, and you know, I, I don't know if you've watched um, Soul Pancakes. Do you know what that is? No, no. Sorry. So they, it's it's a company that uh, puts out a lot of great videos, and they have a whole series on blind dates. They're fascinating to watch. They're very okay. quick, and they take people who've never met each other through a series. They have to each answer or guess actually what the other person is about. So they have to guess their name, what their occupation is, how old they are. So they go through a series of questions that get more and more complex. And by the complex ones, and we're talking maybe three questions each, the complex ones are more like um, uh, whether you would have want to have children or, um, you know, you okay? Thank you. Yes. You have a little coffin thing. Yeah. Uh, um, so that so 
you know, you're finding out stuff about a person. And, and in one of the ones I watched, a woman got very teary. Um, they They said something about, like, somebody that you lost that meant a lot to you. And they had to each guess who that was. And in both cases, it was their father. And they connected so deeply on that because the woman had just left her father like the year before and the, the, other, the guy had lost his father maybe eight years before. And all of a sudden, you saw a shift in the conversation. Her guard was down. She got teary. He put his hand on her leg and gave her a little rub. And now we have a connection. So this is so important. I mean, you don't have to cry on a first date, but, but share a little bit of your heart. Share a mm-hmm. little bit of, of your soul. Fantastic. How about um, technology? I mean, the technology for dating has changed dramatically in the last decade. And every time I go online, I read about a new app. Uh, what do you, how do you kind of advise your clients in terms of managing this monolith of uh, plethora of dating apps and websites and you can really get swallowed up by this stuff where you, you know, just get lost. Uh, I like to keep it simple. So I, there are a million apps and you're right. And, and dating sites and you can get super specific and super niched like date my pet and people who only have apples and Apple computers, you know, it's like, Mm-hmm. You can. I, I'm not sure what you really find out about a person if they own an apple, except that I own an apple, and I personally am drawn to people who who also have Macintosh products. But that's for a whole. It's much deeper than just the computer. But anyway, so I, I like to have people get on Match and and maybe Bumble, and Bumble because women make the first move. Mm-hmm. I think if you, if you keep sense. it simple and you're, and you're not overwhelmed and and also so they they really feed different parts of your brain. Uh, so on Match, you get a whole profile if you're lucky. You get to see some pictures and you find out a lot more about whether they're divorced or separated or widowed. And on Bumble, you really know very little. You're taking a risk. You're basing your whole decision pretty much on a photo, and then you can get to know somebody. But what's I just think you have to let go of expectations. You just have to lower the the expectation that each person you meet is going to be your potential future, you know, spouse. Mm-hmm. And if you if you let go of that, you're going to have fun. You're going to approach dating in a really different way. And somebody just asked me about meeting in real life and she said, "You know, it's a little weird meeting in real life now because I don't know anything about them." Like I I don't have their resume or anything. I don't have right. their their dating profile. And I'm like, yeah, that's what we used to do. But that's why you exactly. have conversations with people in real life. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> How about the, uh, the uh, aspect of a lot of people, men and women, they seem to uh, uh, think that they have a quote-unquote type. And uh, I, I think anybody, I think guys can come up with a physical type. I, I would assume women can do the same but they may also have a type in terms of occupation or shoe size or whatever uh, for the guy. But to me, ultimately, when you have a type, you're limiting yourself. And it's okay, you know, if it's, a, uh, it's, if it's directional. But if it becomes like, this is my type, um, then you're going to limit yourself to what you're going to get. Uh, and uh, you might be selling yourself short. I was uh, reading this woman's uh, 
website, uh, excuse me, Facebook page, very pretty gal. Um, and, uh, she was saying that, you know, she's in great shape and everything. And, uh, she was saying, I, I know my type and uh, her type, the guy has to be able to bench press her and which is fine, but you're limiting yourself then to mm-hmm. a certain type of guy. And, you know, yeah. not I mean, if you say, I just want to date bodybuilders. Fine. That's what you're going to get. Uh, but this woman who's very pretty, she wonders why she's single. Well, maybe she needs to expand the club a little bit. What are your thoughts, Sandy, in terms of um, uh, being too uh, tethered to your type? So here's my here's my words of wisdom for the day. If your type was right for you, you would be with that type right now. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. You got to throw it out. It's this type. You're right. It keeps people single. It keeps people focused on the wrong stuff, like all the externals. They have to be this look, and they have to be this height, and they have to have this degree. And I I push against this all the time. I I play devil's advocate with everybody. I once had a client say, I need somebody who plays golf as much as I do. That's a must-have. And I said, okay, so let's just uh, paint a scenario here. You end up with this guy, and you're both playing golf together. And one day he gets injured, and he can never play golf again. Will you get divorced? Exactly. Uh, Great question. (laughs) So that's the kind of questioning you have to go through with each Mm -hmm. of these things. Like if a person lost an inch, would you get divorced? If a person's hair turned color, if they gained five pounds and you've been married five years, are you going to get divorced? I mean, seriously, these are not the things that make a relationship work. These are the ways we we keep ourselves guarded and safe. Mm -hmm. And um, if you really look at most couples, they are complete surprise packages. They are people who never thought they'd end up with this person. Almost so always. So yep. true. I had somebody on my radio show yesterday who she was 47. He was 35. She was divorced and had kids. He had never even lived with anybody before. Um, he lived in another country, like far away. And they ended up getting married. And it was like the most unlikely Beautiful. pairing. But they were so completely matched and, and so in love. Because none of those things matter when there's love. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I dated somebody recently who lives an hour away from me. And on our second date, he said, so as I was driving home, I was thinking about how do you, how do you feel about long distance relationships? And I'm like, first of all, we're not in a relationship. Second of all, an hour is long distance to you? For some people, I'm it sorry. Is. I. <laughs> Which is crazy. I thought like it's uh, crazy. Europe Europe is long distance, right? Yeah, I mean, really, I can I can cross a bridge for the right person. I'm really okay with going to Long Island from Connecticut. That's that's yep. cool. But it's it's and he also said he doesn't date real estate brokers or lawyers and so and it was like why not well real estate brokers are pushy and and lawyers forget about it I mean you know my divorce lawyer just took me for all my money and so I don't want to date you know it's right. like mm-hmm. you're lumping everybody into one box very dangerous how about the whole aspect of uh, women uh, making the first move. A lot of times, you know, ladies, they put themselves out there and guys are not really, well, first of all, a lot of the younger guys are a little bit lazy because they don't have to work as hard as 
uh, we did, where the boomers had to. We had to actually go up and approach women and hi, my name is Robert. Can I buy you a drink? Guys don't have to do that anymore. They can just swipe left, swipe right, text, and uh, they can hook up pretty easily. But um, how do you uh, advise ladies in terms of, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be assertive uh, winners at work, and you don't want them to be too aggressive in the dating game. Um, how do you advise them about handling uh, making the first move? So I believe in the boardroom, women should lean in, and in the, the bedroom, <laughs> in bedroom situations, they should lean back. Love in it. terms of yeah, so um, I believe women still are too passive though in in the dating world. So a lot of people open up a profile, never message a guy, or they'll they'll do a little you know smiley face, they'll like a picture, and then they'll sit back and hope that somehow a guy is going to find them. So yep. in that case, I do believe women should make the first move, and it's not to ask him out; it's to flirt. It's to mm-hmm. say. Here's a green light. I like you enough yep. to reach out. That's it. And so I encourage my my clients to spend 20 minutes a day online, write to one or two men a day, and just quick quick email. You yep. know, here's what I liked. Here's why. Here's a little about me. Ask a question. Sign your name. Love you it. know. And so a lot of women are like, Hey, you want to meet for coffee? Uh, so I, I, you know, look, it could work. And I, I spoke to a woman yep. recently and she, her, she filled out a questionnaire for me to write her profile and it read like a man's profile. She was extremely accomplished in very masculine areas. She knew how to build things and she could do electrical work and, and this is what she had filled out. And even in her profile picture, she had pictures of her building a fire pit and, you know, grouting tile and doing all this stuff. And I said, you know, I have to tell you that the first thing I noticed is it's very masculine, and that's fine if you want to attract a man or if you're attracted to men who have more of the feminine side, more of the emotional. And she said, well, yeah, my husband was like that. Um, He was, you know, he cooked, he cleaned, um, but he was really lazy and never worked, and he actually had a double life and cheated on me and I'm like okay well we we don't want that but you know some women do want to be the the aggressor and and be the breadwinner and that's fine but you can't have it both ways you know that's that's the definition of narcissism that you you want it all you want to be everything and then want somebody who's going to also be everything and that cancels itself out so it's not that women have to dumb themselves down, and that's that's a big misunderstanding. But they do have to lead with the feminine. They they have to bring something that a man does not have, or doesn't have in in the same levels as mm-hmm. she does. Okay, let's quickly get to the heart of uh, your brand, which is the last first date. How do we get there, and uh, what happens uh, to bring, to have that second date? Well, to get to the last first date, first of all, you have to know what you want, and you have to know who you are. Um, that's yep. number one, and it's just like in business. You know, if you want to start a business, you got to know what sets you apart, what's your unique brand, 
Um, so it's it's your marketing yourself, but you really need to do that deeper work. And if you have stuff that's outstanding, like you're still angry at an ex and you haven't let them go or uh, you don't know how to express yourself well and, and when you're angry you fly off the deep end and you have a horrible tone in your voice, you know, we work on all those things. I work with women on how to speak up, how to set boundaries, how to show up as the woman that they are, not the the covered-up version, the play-nice, people-pleaser version. And then, you know, I train them in first date etiquette, like how to how to really be memorable, how to bring, you know, answers to those tough questions, how to bring those little stories about yourself. Um, when, you, when I write an online dating profile, I bring those stories too. They're like two-sentence stories about the highlights yeah. of your life and also mm-hmm. – you want a man to understand that you have standards um, because mm-hmm. you want to attract a man with standards. So so that's a big shift for, for the women that work with me is they start to really value themselves and set those standards that then has men really respect and, and cherish them and have to work a little harder than the it. men who are the millennials. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so that's how you go on date after date and know that you're the chooser, and we're all choosers. I mean, we all get to decide if we like them enough, not I hope they pick me, which is how most people approach dating with nervousness, and they give up all Mm -hmm. their power and think somebody else has has got all the power, and that's not true. So it's it's really about empowering. I mean, I'm, I'm doing my second retreat for any women over 40 who would like to come um, at the Sheraton here in Stanford, Connecticut, I haven't even started to advertise it yet, but it's going to be October 20th through the 22nd. It's a two-and-a-half-day intense journey to self-love and self-worth and understanding men and setting boundaries and all this stuff. So it just it's like crash course in, in, uh, in how to be a woman of value and how to attract a quality man. Okay, so... Um, assuming oh, I'm going to make a statement, you tell me if I'm right or wrong. It doesn't seem to matter exactly what you do on that last first date, um, as long as it's something that works for both of you. Um, getting to that next date, um, is there any triggers uh, that you need, uh, levers you need to push or pull to get to that next date? If you had a nice time, you're the lady, you had a nice time, the guy mm-hmm. picked the place out that uh, was in line with directionally what you told him you liked, whether it's food or atmosphere or whatever. He Mm -hmm. was a gentleman. He offered to pay, which I believe in, on the first date. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the date, he put you in a cab, and now what? So you're on your way home, and you're the lady, and you're wondering, am I going to see that guy again? What does the lady do? So the lady does a lot of things on the date so that she's not wondering. Got it. Mm-hmm. When she's on her way home, so when she shows right. up and she's, she is grateful that he has chosen this great place. And she thanks him for giving her this wonderful date and tells him at the end of the date, I had a great time and I'd love to do this again sometime. Mm-hmm. She's great. clear. She mm-hmm. doesn't just yep. say, thanks, I had a good time. That's what the problem with most most people is they'll say nice things at the end and nobody believes them because yeah yeah it was great um, now the, that doesn't give somebody information so yep. yeah be clear mm-hmm. and and then it's up to the guy to to make the next move I don't think we should be texting when we get home and 
you don't have to repeat that you had a great time if you've said it three or four times on the date. It's clear. I like that. I like that. Now, um, I guess the magic question is, for the ladies, sex on the first date, yes or no, or maybe, or does it depend on the situation? So I think everybody has to create their own standards. And look, sex on the first date has worked for many people who end up getting married and having or having long-term relationships. For the most part, it doesn't work. And the reason is women bond more than men do. They release oxytocin and all kinds of hormones that make them think they're in love. And the next morning they're like, uh, why didn't you call me? I thought I was being casual, but mm-hmm. so it's it's very hard to just be casual. And so figure out what you need. And so for the women I work with, you know, if it's I need to be exclusive, I need to have STD results compared and you know shared. You know, you've got to know what you need and and let the other person know. Got so it. yeah, that's how I feel. Okay. Well, listen, you've been fantastic, and I could talked with you for hours and hours and hours but as you can tell sandy i'm fading but i'm so glad you're on the show this (laughs) evening i hope we can do it again at some point i'd really love that because i think you're fascinating you're doing great work could you tell everybody out there where they can learn more about you your brand and how they can take advantage of your services of course thank you robert this has been a lot of fun and i hope you feel better thank you um I also, by the way, just got into a whole new eating kick. I'm I'm not eating soy, sugar, wheat, caffeine, dairy. Yep. Yep. Don't yep. Ask. yep. yep. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure I feel better though. Um, but we'll see. The jury's out. It's been a week and a half. So people can find me at lastfirstdate.com. That's my website. And if there are women out there who want to join my Facebook group, there is a little bit of a you have to ask to join and. You have to answer a few questions, but it's it's a fabulous group. It's called Your Last First Date on Facebook, and um, I I do complimentary calls with people who are interested in coaching. So you can always email me at sandy at lastfirstdate.com, and we can set up a time to talk and see if uh, if I can help you. Fantastic. Okay, everybody, our special guest for this evening on Guys Guys Radio has been Sandy Weiner, the founder of Last First Date. I highly recommend her and her services. She's smart, she's cool, and she's fun. Hey, listen, who doesn't like somebody who works with puppets? You never know what happens <laughs> in the bedrooms when you bring the puppets in the bedroom. You could, that could be mayhem. But Don't even anyhow. ask. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. So anyhow, thank you so much for being on the show, Sandy, and I'll be in touch, okay? Thank you, Robert. All right, be well. Okay, Uh folks, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to quickly, if I can hold up, do the Guys Guys Guide for the week, and uh, we'll just take it from there. So quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. As I mentioned, uh, we're going to try to plow through the uh, Guys Guys Guide. What I do every week, I have a feature where I highlight uh, my most recent blog post, and I'm approaching 300 now, and in fact, our guest, Sandy, was kind enough to point me in the direction of the good men project. So I'm working on my application and I've got, I've got probably 200 uh, relevant blog posts. So I want to just do it the right way. I'm going to get to that. But um, this week I wrote about uh, kind of, how do you prepare when you turn a corner into September? And uh, if you live in the Northeast, so first of all, uh, one, September is a great month for the beach. Great month. So 
you know, it doesn't end. The summer doesn't end until like September 21st. So get out to the beach. There's no tourists. The water's warm. The skies are blue. It's usually fantastic. Secondly, freshen up your wardrobe. Um, go by the 80 20 rule. When you're going to make that changeover, take a look at everything and, uh, you know, give away a lot of the stuff that you just don't wear. And uh, maybe some other people who are less fortunate can take advantage of that. So consider that. Uh, it's a good thing to do. It's a good, it's a good practice. I mentioned this earlier. Join a fantasy football league. Great way to bond with people you already know, coworkers, and meet new people. And it's a lot of fun. And, it, you know, the whole process lasts for three or four months so check it out. It's not, it's not for everybody, but there's a lot of women who do it too now. And then set some realistic goals for the remainder of the year. Decide exactly what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. Write these things down, prioritize them, and then keep them top of mind and see if you can address each one of them every day. And you'll be surprised at how much you can accomplish. And oh, by the way, believe it or not, it's contrarian thinking, but going on a diet after the summer is actually not a bad thing. I mean, it got me sick, but uh, I uh, eliminated a lot of uh, things for, that I was binging on during the summer, whether it be margaritas or tacos or uh, dairy or sugar or all that bad stuff. Cut it out. I mean, during the summer, you think, okay, I can go for an eight-mile run. I'll just lose all of that. But over time, you start to gain weight. I personally gain weight every summer, and I lose weight in the, in the, in the fall and the winter. Go figure. So anyhow, those are some things to consider. You know, September can mean an end of summer, but it doesn't have to be so abrupt. And you could use it as a beginning to a lot of other things. So that is our program for this evening of Guys Guys Radio. I just want to remind you that the whole Guys Guys brand um, was developed uh, based on my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love. It's available on Amazon and all the other e-tailers. And you can find it in some bookstores. You can get the physical copy or an e-copy. Um, robertmanny.com is my blog Facebook Robert Manny author I'm on Twitter, I'm on YouTube and every podcast we're up to 240 of Guys Guys Radio is downloadable for free on Block Talk Radio iTunes, Stitcher and TuneIn Radio and I would ask uh, if you could be so kind to subscribe, rate and review on iTunes if you like what we're doing because I'm bootstrapping this and building a brand that's here to help you and help men and help women and make this a better world. So thanks so much for joining me this evening. And remember, what I always like to say at the end of every broadcast is, guys, guys, finish first.